before you take a seat, give God a standing ovation. Uh, you may be seated in the house of the Lord. It is good to be in God's house. And it's good to see uh, you here. And as you know, we've gone back to two services. So now that means we have to fill this one once again. Amen. So we want to encourage you back to school Sundays next Sunday where we pray for teachers and professors and students and, and anybody who is... I don't, even take, I don't care if you're taking cooking classes. We will, we will pray for you. And uh, invite somebody out. Uh, we do have uh, some images via social media that you can send an invitation. Or if you want to do it the old-fashioned way, they have, we have these cards that are on the table in the vestibule which says, this could change your life forever. And we have these cards which states our service time. Also... On Friday nights, we're making space for the Holy Spirit. So every Friday night, we meet at PT North, 77 Columbia Street, which we just opened uh, last week. And Sunday school was the first time we've had it uh, in, back in PT North. Praise the Lord. So God is good. Started today. So we want to encourage you to invite somebody to our service so that the house of God might be filled. But again, uh, at PT North, 77 Columbia Street, every Friday at 8 o'clock p.m., 8 to 10, we have a, what we call a uh, Friday night encounters where from uh, last Friday to the end of the year, we're just going to be before God every Friday to say, okay, God, you do what you want to do to give space for the Holy Spirit to move. And this past Friday was a wonderful time, and we're grateful to God for his goodness. Uh, let's bow our heads right now. Father, we pray that my speech and my preaching will not be with the enticing words of man's wisdom, but demonstration of your spirit and power, so that faith will not rest in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. We pray that our God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, will give unto us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. So we bless you for all that you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God is good. It's good to see the roses here. We miss you. So good to see TJ and, and uh, Jody and the family. God bless you. Good to, good to see you here. Amen. And for those of you who don't know them, don't worry about it. Uh, this is just family reunion for us. <laughs> Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1 through 9. Many of you might be familiar with this. It says, in the year that King Uzziah died, I, that is Isaiah, also saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train, that is the hem at the bottom of his royal robe, filled the temple. And his throne stood, and above his throne stood the seraphim angels. Each, angels had, each angel had six wings, with two he covered his face, with two, he covered his feet, and with the other two, he did fly. And one angel cried to the other and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts, that is, the Lord of heaven's angel armies. The whole earth is full with his glory. And the posts of the door 
shook at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. That is, the house was filled with the Shekinah glory of God. And then at this encounter, Isaiah said, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I live in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the king, the Lord of heaven's angel army. Then flew one of the seraphim angels unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken uh, with the tongs off the altar. And the angel laid that live coal upon my mouth and said, Lo, this has touched your lips, and thine iniquity is taken away and thy sin is purged. Also, I heard a voice, that is the voice of the Lord, saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then I, Isaiah, said, Here am I, send me. And the Lord said simply, Go. I want to talk about the house of encounters. The house of of encounters. And next week I want to talk to you on a subject, woe, low, and go. <laughs> but I want to talk to you about the house of encounters. Last week uh, we shared getting back to uh, basically our church and uh, for those of you who are new to our church or new to this area, whether you are in the room or online, our mission is restoring broken lives, or the long version is we exist to restore lives broken by the consequences of sin, and these consequences could be your own, or the consequences of somebody else's action that affect you. Uh, so we, our mission is restore lives broken by the consequences of sin to the place where these same, very same broken lives are, are healed so that they can bring glory and credit to God. We said that a restored life, what does a restored life look like? Uh, a restored life, our vision is to bring the spice life into a person's life. That is, we want you to grow spiritually. We want you to grow physically, which is what will happen with many of you this week when you fast. You will hope you will kind of decrease physically, praise the Lord, to grow intellectually. That is, no, don't leave your brain at the door just because you accept the Christ to grow in your character, and to grow economically, that God wants you to, uh, to prosper. And I'm not talking about a prosperity gospel in the sense that you have cars and houses and all sorts of clothes. No, I'm talking about God wants you to be uh, prosperous enough so that you can be a blessing to others. Amen. 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 If you, you, got, you always have enough to bless others, you just don't know when enough is enough. Ooh, Jesus already, he's preaching. And, and so we want to see you grow and to be a blessing to others. And then we talked last week about something very important that we don't hear many off, that often, that is the core values of our church, the, 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 the core values, the heart values, the, the, 
the things that make PTPT, the foundational values. Psalms 11 verse 3 says, if the foundation be destroyed, what will the righteous really do? And you, you I, hopefully you yourself should have core values. I know in our home, we have the core values of our family on the wall. Um, we use the acronym GREEN, meaning our core values as a family is to glorify God. Core value means also relationships are very important to us. We also believe that we should be exercising, help Jesus. Uh, we should have expressive love, meaning that uh, we, we, we really pour ourselves into what we call the five love languages, and you can look that up. And also, uh, we, we strive to not be in debt, no debt, amen. And so we, you know, we, we make sure that we pay off all our credit cards at the end of the month because we don't wanna give Amex or Discover or Visa nothing. Amen. And then we have the final E. Do you know what the final E is, honey? Help the Lord, I put on. Education, exactly. Thank you. We, we believe in educating ourselves. We believe in, you know, reading and, and being continual learners. Many of you will get out of school and graduate. Don't stop learning. It's quiet in here. Some of you, maybe because you've been going to school so long, you said, I've had enough. But you always want to learn. You always want to grow. So the core values of our church is, number one, we exist as a core value is prayer. God has said he wants our church to be a house of prayer. The other thing we believe in is praising God. The Bible says, let everything that has breath, in Psalm 150, praise the Lord. If you are breathing, you ought to praise the Lord. Amen. We don't praise God. We don't praise God because we feel good. We praise God because he is good. Amen. See, praise is not predicated on whether you're saved or not. Woo. Praise, see, I can, you know, sometimes I'm watching a basketball game and there's a team I don't like, but when the player does something amazing, whether it's a dunk or takes this, hits a buzzer beater, as angry as I am, I have to, you know, kind of go, wow, that was nice. And so my point is, is that you need to praise God simply because of who God is, simply because you have breath, since you have life, my goodness, some of you, you know people who had to leave school because of financial difficulty, and yet you're still in school. You ought to praise God that you're still in school. Amen. We also believe not only in uh, praising God, but we also believe as a core value is the precepts of God. We, we, we believe in the Word of God, that our foundation must be the Scriptures. Another value, uh, another uh, core value of us church is that partnership. When you join our church, we believe, we don't call you a church member, we call you a partner. Meaning that you are part of us. Meaning that you are Pentecostal Tabernacle. Meaning that uh, we believe that we are our brother or sister's keeper. Meaning that this should be a place where if you're not at church for a while, you should be missed. 
We believe, Jesus said in John chapter 13, verse 34 and 35, he says, a new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. And then he says, and this shall know, this shall all people know that you are my disciples is if you sing happy songs. This shall all men know that you are my disciples if you're able to pray some fantastic prayers. Our heavenly most adorable father who lives in the milk. Like, no, 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 no. He says, you shall know, people shall know that you are my disciples when you have love one to another. Love one to another. We also believe not only in, be, in being partners and being our brother's keeper and, and sister's keeper and looking after each other, looking out for each other, but we also believe in being a presence in the community. In other words, if our church closed down today, would Cambridge miss us? Would our neighborhood miss us? And so we, we constantly are trying to engage in the community. Yesterday, uh, some of you may not know this, but this church, uh, which we call PT South on 77, uh, um, 56 Magazine Street, this area of Cambridge, Cambridge is divided up in about 14 neighborhoods, and this neighborhood is called uh, Cambridge Port. And then the neighborhood of PT North, 77 Columbia Street, is called the Port. And so yesterday was Port Pride Day, and the neighborhood was coming out to celebrate the neighborhood that we're located in 77 Columbia Street, and we gave 100 uh, uh, backpacks to children in the neighborhood who couldn't afford backpacks. Praise the Lord. Why? Because we believe, and, and, and I know that Cambridge has changed. I know Cambridge has come and gentrified. I know uh, 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 rents are crazy, but let me tell you something, not everybody's doing well in Cambridge. So we're able to give and be a blessing to our city, our city and our neighborhood. We, we, we're trying to be a blessing to the school uh, where we're going to have our reception outside next week, or the Amigo School. Uh, we, we pour into that school, and we have, a, we have a relationship where we get to reuse some of their facilities, and they use the church. Amen. My dream is that the, the Amigo School would have their graduation exercises, uh, the eighth grade graduation, right here in Pentecostal Tabernacle. Amen. That's my dream. You know why? Because, to be honest with you, our place is nicer. <laughs> ah. What do you mean, Bishop? They have their graduation in a gym with no air conditioning. Hmm. And so let's pray because we, again, we want to be a part of the community. We want to be missed. One of the blessing things that happened to me is when I was walking in the community as we reopened from the pandemic, I heard neighbor after neighbor saying, we miss you. Hallelujah. The other thing we want to do is to be professional. The Bible says about Daniel, in the midst of Babylon, in the midst of confusion, in the midst of a culture that hate, hated him and his, and his people, the Bible says that Daniel had a spirit of excellence. You, if you're a believer, you ought to be one of the best employees in your business, in your company. 
let me preach. When you leave, they ought to be crying that you left as opposed to celebrating, yippee, ding dong, <laughs> the witch is dead. <laughs> and as I said last week, they shouldn't be singing the song that my father-in-law used to sing when he cracked us up. He said, I hate to see you go, hate to see you go, hope to God you never come back, hate to see you go. When you come back for a visit at your old job, they ought to be saying, we miss you. We wish you were still here. As opposed to talking to the person who replaced you and says, so glad you're here now. It's quiet in this place. You ought to be excellent. You ought to be showing up to work on time. Let him preach. <laughs> Ooh. Jesus, you don't like me already, but that's all right. I'm trying, to I'm trying to help you. You need to be professional. You need to look professional. Turn your name and say, neighbor. He doesn't have to explain that. But with all of that, we want to make sure that we operate under the power of the Holy Spirit. This has to be a spirit-filled church. This has to be a church where, like Acts chapter 15, around the 28th verse, where James, when they were ready to make a decision, Bishop James, who was Jesus' uh, brother, in the uh, half-brother, same mother, different father, Bishop James said, we're about to make a decision, and we finally made a decision, and he said these words, it seems good, to the Holy Spirit and to us. The Holy Spirit must lead this church or else all we are is a non-profit organization. So you have this scripture where Uzziah encounters the Lord. My prayer, and if you can join me, my prayer over the next three to four months to the end of this year, I'm praying for three things. Number one, this will be a house of encounters with the Holy Spirit. Number two, that this will be a church that has a heart of worship. I'm not talking about singing worship songs. Here I am to worship. Here I am. No, I'm talking about the word worship literally means it comes from two uh, old English word, war and ship. Worth ship. Ship means position of, and worth means value. So a worshiper is somebody puts God in a position of value. I want this to be a church where people value God, where people respect God, where, where people honor God, where people, when they leave this place, we still honor God. Let me ask you a question, and just look, just look straight, just look, don't look at me, just look straight, just look straight. If you're online, just, just, well, I can't see you, so just look at the screen. No judgment zone, but here's a question. When you leave the church, for example, and you're now eating with your unsaved friends, 
Do you say to your unsaved friends first, I got to bless and give thanks for my food? Or do you just dig in? Boy, it's quiet here. Like, like, we should not be compartmentalizing our lives. The same way we talk in here, we should talk out there. If we praise the Lord in here, we should praise the Lord out there. Now, we may be doing it differently. Nobody needs to see you on the bus going, hey, hey, thank you, Jesus. In these days, they may be carrying you off the bus or the train. But my point is, is that when God blesses you, don't say, I was lucky. Tell, let the world know who blessed you. When you're eating lunch with your friends, excuse me, I'm, I, do you mind if I say grace over my food? Or, if you're really bold, do you mind if I say grace over our food? Or, if you're paying for lunch, I'm saying grace. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm, I'm saying grace. And you ought to thank him that I'm paying for your food as well. <laughs> Thank you. And then we want to be a place not only that encounters God, and we'll talk more about that over the next few weeks, not only a place that has a heart of worship, valuing God. Uh, I, I, want my, you know, uh, I want my home, we want our home to be an atmosphere where our children valued God, our daughters value the Lord. And, but also I want to... Uh, I'm praying that this church will be a church that has a hunger for God's word, a hunger for the scriptures. As I've shared many times, Job, who, was, who God said was one of the most, was the most honorable man on the earth at that time. He said in Job chapter 23, verse 12, he said, uh, neither have I uh, resist the commandments from your mouth. And he says, I esteem the words of your mouth more than my necessary food. When it, when it comes between food and, and your word, I want your word. Jesus said, he quotes the word. Though he's in the New Testament, in Matthew chapter 4, he quotes the word. In Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3, he says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And Lord, I need your word to survive. And we don't come naturally towards hungering for God's word. And that's why I want to make sure, I'm praying that God will put a hunger in our hearts for the word. Now you have, I'm, I'm, you have these two guys, obviously Uzziah, but there's, a, there's another guy that's not in this particular scripture called Uzzah. So there's Uzzah and Uzziah. Now Uzzah, his name means my strength. Uzziah, or Uzziah, A-A-I-A-H at the end of a name means the Lord of Jehovah. So Uzziah's name means the Lord is my strength. Uzzah, unfortunately, something, good guy, but something bad happened to him. In 2 uh, Samuel chapter 6, the, the presence of the Lord was called the Ark of the Lord, which is sort of like a, a hope chest. 
And so David, after 20 years of the presence of the Lord in the hands of the Philistines, his neighbor, the, the enemy, the Philistines, they released it to say, hey, get this ark of the Lord out of here. Take, take God's presence back. And so uh, David is bringing the ark of the Lord back into Jerusalem, a good thing. And, and they're carrying the ark of the Lord on the cart. But the scripture says the only people who are allowed to touch the presence of the Lord are the Levites and the priests. So the ark is being carried in a uh, cart and it's being drawn by some oxen and the, the ark, you know, it's, it's moving along and people are singing praises. This is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made. And David, he is dancing. Yes, Lord, woo-wah, he's dancing. And all of a sudden, the ark hits this, I guess this, this little uh, ditch in the road and the ark shakes. And Uzzah, being a, being a nice guy, he, he steadies the ark so that the presence of God doesn't fall on a nasty, dirty ground. And when he touches the ark, he drops dead. And David is ticked off at God, saying, I, by your grace, finally get your presence out of the hands of the enemy. And this well-intentioned man named Uzzah, a man of strength, all he's trying to do is to make sure that your presence doesn't get messed up and you kill him. And you can look at that and say, man, God's not fair. But sometimes when God kind of acts unsteady, we put our hands to him trying to make sure that God doesn't embarrass himself. And God's like, take your hands off of what I'm doing because if I explained to you what I'm doing, you wouldn't believe it anyways. I am not looking for you to understand. I'm looking to you to, to obey. And every time you put your hands trying to fix your kids, find to fix your job, find to fix your, 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 your finances, trying to fix your church, oh God, maybe if we have a fog machine, the worship will be better. Maybe if we have dancers, you know, <laughs> Maybe, maybe, maybe some, if we pay people and raffle and do all, and God is saying, take your hands off of my business and seek me, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding and all your ways, acknowledge me and I'll direct your path. And so many times we keep putting our hands on God's stuff and God said, okay. And as soon as we put our hands to it to make it go, it dies. Tell your neighbor he's talking about you. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've tried to help God. And the whole thing blows up in my face. That, isn't it amazing? Then we have the audacity to get mad at God. 
Your grades blow up at school and you get mad at God and God said, I didn't tell you to take that course. Oh, this is deep. I didn't even tell you to go to that school. But you have no idea, God. It's an Ivy League school. You don't know how many opportunities will happen if I get into school. This has to be the Lord. Certainly it's the Lord. The devil has the ability. Do you know the devil takes notes on you? Oh, I need, I need a guy who's six foot two. And yeah, he got to be light skinned because I want pretty kids. Oh, she got to be this. Oh, yeah, she can't weigh over this. And she has to have this kind of degree. And Lord knows I'm African, I'm Nigerian, I'm Ghanaian. She cannot be an American because an American can't. This boy is preaching. You giving God your list like God is le garçon, waiter, could you take my order, please? No, 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 I don't want my meat too dark. I want it, you know. And God's like, okay. And, and you have no idea. It ain't God taking the order. It's the devil. The devil saying to his, his demons, I, this ain't even my notes, honey. This must be for somebody who given God their prayer list. Like you go in a market basket. Oh, I don't like that kind of cereal. I want God, God, who is God? God is like, when I, I believe that when we pray, sometimes the Lord says, excuse you. Wait a minute, you got this twisted. I'm God. And, and, the, Lord, and the Lord says, the Holy Spirit, we, we're going to have to teach her a little lesson. We're going to have to teach him a little lesson. And then all of a sudden, you're, all, you're jacked up, everything's messed up, and you're, oh, help me. And, and then that still small voice says, I never told you to do that. You're driving a nice car, claiming it's a blessing, and now you're in debt, 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 debt. Because what you did was drive a car, you got a car to... Oh, Jesus. To make yourself look good to people because you have yet under to understand, this is a bad word right here, that your identity is not in what you drive and what you wear and who you're with and who you hang out with and what school. Your identity must be in Jesus Christ, your Lord. And anything other than that is an idol. Anything other than that is an idol. And that's why in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. I wonder if Uzziah was keeping Isaiah from seeing God. Because Uzziah was a successful guy. The 
Bible says in 2 Chronicles chapter uh, uh, 6, 26 rather, that he was a good king. But the problem is you can get so blessed by God and his favor on your life that you start to become presumptuous. God bless you all over the place, and all of a sudden, the way you used to pray, you don't pray anymore. Remember the days when, oh my God, every decision you made, you, you, you fasted, you prayed, you waited on God, you got your, 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 your friends who knew God, pray with me, and you heard the voice so clearly, but after he blessed you and blessed you and blessed you, all of a sudden, it's like, it's like just a little erosion. You don't pray like you used to. You're not as desperate as you used to, and all of a sudden, you stop making decisions based on what you see. Not realizing that the devil, Satan, whose name means liar, whose name means deceiver, he has literally disguised a curse as a blessing. You get this job and you say, oh God, bless me with this job, but it's drawn you farther away from him. God bless me with this church, but the church has drawn you away from it. What do you mean? Because now you're a worshiper of the pastor and the worship team and, and the bright lights, and now you're like, woo, I, I go to the hot church. Woo, I go to the, woo, that's the church. Woo, go, my goodness. You go to PT, woo, yeah, I go to PT. You go to a dry church. I go to the happening church. And you make your church a God. And then all of a sudden, the Lord allowed, I don't know why I'm preaching this way, but I know I am. All of a sudden, you come in conflict with somebody in PT, and now you're, I'm going to leave. And God's like, who told you to leave? I feel the Lord leading me to lead. And the Lord said, no, I'm, I, I'm leading you to resolve conflict. But what we like to do, because we don't want, I am preaching, because we don't want to deal with conflict or asking forgiveness or my sorry, my bad, and having hard conversations, the Lord is leading me. Because after all, the word says, his yoke is easy. Woo, Jesus. But could it be? Isaiah, Uzziah, is causing us not to see Jesus. Let's not be idol worshipers. Well, I'm here because I like bishops preaching, or I'm here because, ooh, they got a nice band. No, no. We need to be where Jesus wants us and where the presence of the Lord is. Because this stuff, praise God we have it, and it makes worship and being in here easier, but do not ever substitute and think that this is a substitute for the presence of God. And how many of you have been in church long enough that you've heard, I mean, some smoking bands. Well, I mean, they probably do smoke, too. <laughs> and, and amazing voices. You'll get that another time. Amazing voices. And you're like, and you're sitting there, Elder Nita, you're sitting there saying, 
oh my God, they, the singing is incredible. Oh my, the, the band, ah, oh. and then after you get, after you get caught, after you come down from there, you're like, but, but they ain't no oil. I, wait a minute. I don't feel God. How many of you have been in a church where the preacher's preaching and the Lord says, ah, somebody prays and preach. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. And, it, and, you're, and you're caught up in it and then you're like, wait a minute. I don't, yeah, what is he saying? I had a friend one time, this is a true story. He got so caught up, he got so caught up in his own preaching. And he said, and he, I mean, he was going. And all of a sudden he said, hickory dickory knock. The mouse ran up the clock. And his wife, who's an intercessor, looked at him and said, you are in trouble. When you get home, and he told me, he said, she lit him up. What you up there preaching that foolishness? Hickory dickory dock. But there's some preachers, they can, they can preach so much that they'll say spaghetti and meatballs, and the congregation say, yes! <laughs> Woo! Woo! Pork chops, ah! All it has done is stirred your emotion. You might as well have been at a football game or a basketball game or a concert that's not even spiritual. We must discern. And my final point, because God got me all messed up off my notes, is that I say that because not every encounter with the Lord is pleasant. Uzziah had an unpleasant encounter with God in 2 Chronicles chapter 26 because he was presumptuous. He was so successful and so blessed that he started, stepped out of his lane and wanted to offer sacrifices to God, which was not his duty or his place. And so God struck him with leprosy, and he ended up dying a leper. He ended up dying outside of the community of God. Why? Because when God confronted him before he was going to do his foolishness, God confronted him and said, no, with, with the priest that said, no, don't do this. And he said, I'm going to do it anyways. There are unpleasant encounters where God is saying, I know we want the encounters of blessings and favors and, and healings and deliverances. I, I want all that. But there's some encounters where God is going to say things that you don't want to hear. And sometimes those things are through your spouse or your parent or your job. And so I want to pray for you. Let's all stand. I want to pray for your hearts that 
when the Holy Spirit encounters your heart, that you will say, all right, I may, I may, not, like, I may not like how this is going, but Lord, I know this is you. The Bible says, who the Lord loves, he chastens, he corrects. If you've never received the correction of the Lord, that means either you're not listening or you're serving the wrong God because God will correct us. He will correct us. Father, I thank you for your people who are here. Could you just take a minute just to worship God and say to God, thank you for sending this word. And Father, help me during this season, this week of, of prayer and fasting. I, I need you to encounter me. Some of you need an encounter with the Holy Spirit. Paul says, and I think it's Romans chapter 5, the outpouring of love in the Holy Spirit. Because your encounters are always, neg are always negative. You're always putting down yourself. You're always saying things like, oh, here I go again. And God's like, that's not me. I love you. You're, you're the apple of my eye. Stop listening to those voices that are lying to you. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Father, help us as PT to be a healthy church, a, a place that's healthy, a place that, that we, 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 want to, we want to obey you, we want to follow you. We want to love you. Thank you, Jesus. So every head is bowed and every eye is closed. If you never received Jesus Christ as your Savior, now's a good time to receive him. Not religion, not church, but to receive Jesus. He wants to, he wants to do life with you. And maybe things were said that you're like, oh my goodness, it's like God was speaking directly to me. That's an encounter. The word encounter means face-to-face, -face, opposite. God is speaking. As heads are bowed and eyes are closed, whether you're in this room or online, you want to give your life to Jesus and you say, Bishop, could you just please pray for me? We're not going to have you come up here or anything like that. But if you would lift up your hand and, and you're saying, I want to receive Jesus Christ, I'll, I'll pray for you. Just want to make sure I don't miss anybody. Anybody here, we want to receive the Lord. Never done it before. I see that hand. God bless you. I see that hand. There another you want to give your life to Jesus? Want to give? Okay, so let's everybody say this prayer that way. The person who lift their hands in up, being self-conscious. And if you're online, whether you're watching live or you're watching the recording, you can you can give your life to Jesus right now by saying this prayer. So everybody, repeat this prayer after me, especially those of you who raise your hand. Dear Lord, I come to you this afternoon, and I. I'm saying right now that I'm a sinner. And all that means is Jesus does not live in my heart. But Lord, you said in the scriptures, whoever calls upon your name shall be saved. So Jesus, 
I'm calling upon you. Save me. Make me a child of God. In your name I ask it. Amen. Amen. If you just said that prayer, Jesus has come into your heart. Amen. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. And if you gave your life to the Lord, raised your hand, even if you didn't raise your hand, but you said, you know what, I'm going to do this, God sees your heart. The Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7, the 9, people look on the outside, God looks at your heart. So even if you didn't raise your hand, but you said, you know what, I need Jesus, he heard that prayer. And so what we want you to do, if you made, if you, if you gave that prayer, we're going to ask you to, if you're online, please contact us so we can make sure that we'll give you a free Bible and give you material necessary for you to, to, to grow in Christ. We're not asking you to join our church. This is not some, you know, bait and switch thing. No, this is about Jesus, not this church, Jesus. And those of you who are in the room, you see Jesus, please see one of the members of the welcome team and they'll make sure that you get the material you need to grow in Christ. And speaking of the welcome team, I'm going to ask the members of the welcome team to come right now, uh, particularly those of you who are here this morning, any members of the welcome team that weren't here this morning. Yeah. Even if you're not on, even if you're not, schedule for being on the team this morning, we still want you to come. And could we give a hand for the welcome team? Amen. 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 Wow. Wow. Thank you. Um, we, we, we want to thank you. You all, see, it's, you all make me look good. They say that 80% of people who leave a church has nothing to do with the pastor. And you are the first people that people meet when they come to PT. And I've heard so many stories about people just because of their smile, just because of their, it's a rough world out there. And sometimes the roughness of that world, sadly, gets taken out on you all. And so I wanna, I, I wanna publicly thank you for all that you've done. And, and you know me, I'm not just thanking you with words. Come on, Lady Common. We, we wanna just bless you. Uh, don't worry, this isn't Oprah, it's everybody get in the car. <laughs> but it's just, we just wanna say thank you for serving. And those of, and, and we hope that more people will become uh, members of the, of the uh, welcome team. It's hard work and I want, if you could, I wanna, I wanna speak a blessing over you. I wanna speak a blessing over you our morning prayer team is, is studying the book of Galatians. Uh, last week was Galatians chapter 1. This week, meditating on Galatians chapter 2. But I'm going to leap to Galatians chapter 6 and give you a Galatians chapter 6 blessing. But before I do, those of you in the audience, could you put your hands forward? And just for one minute, I'm looking at the clock. Just for one minute, could you just pray over these individuals? Father, bless them, Lord. Strengthen them, Lord. God, we're just so grateful for these, these men and these women who, who serve your house and serve people. 
we want to be one of the most welcoming places in Cambridge. Not one of the most welcoming churches, but one of the most welcoming places. People are hurting. People have had a tough week. And the last thing they want is to come into God's house and be mistreated. So, Lord, we thank you, Lord, that these individuals are a blessing to PT. Strengthen them and bless them and honor them. Encourage them. Encourage them. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Before I bless you, Jason, could you come up too? This is Jason. He works so hard with the Sunday school. God bless you. Thank you, sir. You welcome our children. Thank you so much. And God bless you for being here. He was at the Straighten Out Sunday School in 345 Washington Street, and now he's here again to be ministered to. God bless you, Jason. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. Amen. So let me say this blessing over you, and then I'll say the closing blessing for the church. And so based on Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 to 10, I bless you not to be deceived. I bless you not to be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever good you have been doing, you are going to reap it. For those who sow to their own selfish desires shall the flesh, shall of the flesh reap corruption. But those like you who sow to the spirit shall of the spirit reap everlasting life. I bless you, Lord have mercy, not to be weary and well-doing. For in due season, we don't know when that season comes, but in due season, you shall reap good if you don't faint. And as you have, therefore, an opportunity to do good unto all people, especially unto those who come into our church, do it for the blessings of the Lord is upon your life. I bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Remain here. Just remain here. Remain here. You don't have to go back. We can close right now. Those of you in the audience, everybody put your hands out. I want to bless you with a final prayer so that way everybody can be dismissed at the same time. This is a common prayer blessing that I found that I really love. May the peace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ go with you this week wherever he may send you. May the Holy Spirit guide you through the wilderness where life is totally out of your control. May God protect you through any storm of life that you may encounter this week. And may the Holy Spirit bring you home with, with rejoicing at the wonders he has shown you. Yes, may the Holy Spirit bring you back here with rejoicing through our doors. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Everybody say, I received that blessing. Have a fantastic week. Hey, family. Thank you so much for joining us for today's service. Special thanks to those of you who continue to generously support the work of this ministry. We are so grateful for you, and it's because of you that we can be a blessing to this community. If you enjoyed the service today, please like, share with your friends and family, and subscribe to our channel so that you can get a notification whenever our services go live. 
We also invite you to follow us on social media at PT Cambridge in order to stay connected to this ministry. Hey, we look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks for watching and God bless you.